pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back. We're the Connor Apper Show. You're on 1620 The Zone and on 1620thezone.com here in Omaha as we yeah, we take a couple, we dip a couple toes into the water each spring, Josh. Ooh, what's that? A little spring training. Feels nice. A little Arizona, a little Florida. Uh, talked to some of our uh, former local baseball players from around here. Aaron Bummer, who is now a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, former Nebraska Cornhusker, joins us now in the 42 Degrees. The source hotline. Aaron, uh, good morning, man. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for doing this. What's the um, what's the what's the weather like down there? I'd like to live vicariously through the people who are at spring training this time of year. And what I heard, it ain't that much different than uh, you know Omaha, Nebraska, right now. <laughs> yeah, I got my I got my family back home saying it's sixty five and sunny, and I said, "What the heck is going on?" It, it's it's uh, so it's sixty two right now, and I believe we're getting up to eighty today. Yeah, that's. I don't even think it's getting to 80 up here. So, you know, there ain't much. Uh, you know, I got a couple more palm trees uh, than you guys, but other than that, you know, this is kind of unheard of for Nebraska weather. Yeah, the uh, the scenery is is a little bit better. All we have is the dead trees, but we'll uh, we'll take the <laughs> we'll take the weather. That's for sure. Um, all right, so you you went through something a little bit different this this off season. Take me through the the emotions the process the everything of being traded you know it's just uh you know it's always part of the game you know that it's always going to uh you know i was blessed to play in chicago for you know the first uh you know i, I got drafted there so um chicago is somewhere that would always be home for me and my family um but you know we knew that there was a day that uh you know we're you know gonna head somewhere and go to somewhere like a um, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, just weighing in um, the history of the Atlanta Braves. You know, so, you know, me and my family were really excited to get a new opportunity, new challenge, um, you know, to help with go out there and win a World Series. Uh, Aaron, you know what? Let's let's do this real quick. Um, hang up. Call this number back because we got a bad connection, and then uh, we'll we'll get you back on. We'll try and reconnect hopefully that works because we can't uh we can't can't quite hear right now so hang up call us back um right on the other side so we'll talk to aaron bummer we'll get a weird connection down there i want to make sure this this goes okay you know i want to make sure this goes right as we uh get him back on the phone here in just a second so yeah he's he went through the trade this offseason for the white Sox over over to the braves now and uh we'll try uh try number two here on the old phone line josh aaron thanks for doing that uh i think we're we should be better now right how are we feeling yeah, is this test a little bit better? Okay, yeah, this is this better? is better. I know sometimes you know sometimes it just screws up. Whatever it is, phones, man. Um, okay, so you you touched on it a little bit. You get to join this organization, the Braves, um, who you know I I don't think expectations have ever been higher. So many talented players are like 
what's it like walking into that clubhouse, into that locker room, um, you know, this time of year where everything's in front of you? You know, it's pretty sweet. It's, uh, you know, I grew up in the era of that kind of uh, 90s Braves, you know, the Glavin, the Smoltz, the Maddox, um, you know, they were kind of a national brand and they've always been a national brand and be able to walk into something and, you know, walk the halls and see the division championships, see the, uh, you know, the league championships, all those things, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a blessing to be here. And, you know, there's a great group of guys that are great humans too, you know, that they're all hungry with a desire to win. Um, you know, and everybody's excited to come into work every day, you know, and put in the work, um, you know, and that's all you can ask is teammates and competitors. You know, you want guys all pulling from the same rope, and that's what it seems to be here. Aaron Brummer's with us, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, former Husker. Um, so take me through last year for you, where you where you go through some struggles. You're you're at the top of the game, you know, of your game leading into it, and sort of you know maybe took a little bit of a step back last year. Like how how is what is the emotional roller coaster? I guess of going through that, and then you have to kind of like you're on a big league mound. You have to ha- you have to all at the same time figure it out while you're trying to you know just get guys out at the same time. Like how difficult is it to maybe be not playing up to to what you feel like you you're capable of? Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, I used the analogy that I was in a uh, you know a heavyweight boxing match that you know you just kept going every you know there was no knockout right you know you got you got knocked down at the end of each round and you had to get up and keep fighting. And, you know, that's just the name of the, that's the name of the game. You know, that's, you know, that's life, you know, you got to be able to stand it. You know, they kind of say, you know, you want to be knocked down, you know, nine times, but can you stand up 10, you know, and that was me and my goal this off season. And, you know, the work that we put in during the off season to get back to where I should be. And I know that I can be, um, but yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's part of, we all struggle in life. We all struggle through, you know, our profession, obviously some struggle on, uh, you know, a little bit grander state than others, uh, but you know i'm you know i'm i don't want to say i'm thankful for it but i definitely learned a lot about myself uh i learned a lot about my game and you know i think that every every once in a while you need to get punched in the face uh just hopefully not repeatedly for about 10 rounds (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the hope that's the hope um so let's go let's go back a little bit in your career um kind of your baseball journey a little bit obviously um your time at nebraska where you know you're you're you end up being a, a starter at Nebraska, I never, when you were here, I never thought of you as like the kind of funky sidewinder, you know, sweeping slider guy. There was a little bit of that to your, to your game. When did the, when did the light kind of turn on for you and you, you know, had to go through the process of, of kind of shaping the, the kind of pitcher that you are today to have success in the big leagues? You know, I think as relievers, we kind of make funny jokes about every reliever is a failed starter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and it's in reality coming down, being able to start comes down a lot of times to, uh, you know, fastball command. And, uh, you know, that was something in college that I never really mastered anyways. But, you know, ran into a couple of injuries as soon as I got into pro ball. And, you know, just the timeline for myself, the timeline for, you know, the organization, you know, pushed me to a reliever. And, you know, once I was healthy, I was actually able to uh, move quite quickly, um, you know, for, for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, just being able to take, you know, advantage of the skill set that I have. I remember Ursad used to uh, always, you know, we had a sign zero, which was a fastball down the middle, you know, and I threw that thing down the middle or tried to throw it down the middle as much as possible until we got to two strikes and I threw a slider. So, 
I've always had, um, you know, decent stuff. It's been able to harness it and, you know, use it the way that I want to. And out of the bullpen, I can definitely use it, uh, you know, use it better than what I did as a starter. And you know what, to be honest with you, it's just a heck of a lot more fun to be able to pitch about four or five times a week than it is to pitch once. Right. Yeah. Well, you can have a different mindset for it as well. How, how, cause we see it all the time where guys, um, you know, it's, they're, they're in college and maybe they're not, you know, it's, Hey, you don't have like first, second round type of stuff or whatever it might be. And then they go and they play pro ball and it's like, wow, they just, they really, they really, really blossom. Like how difficult is it to Matt? I don't know if you would say that you've like mastered it, but gotten close. Like how difficult is it to get to that point in your, in your pitching career, specifically like as a pitcher coming out of college and, and going into pro ball? You know, um, I don't think I necessarily have an answer for you. You know, I think that everybody hits this, you hit this roller coaster of, uh, um, you, you go into college and it's all about getting out. Yeah. You know, it's about producing at that level as quickly as possible, because if you're not producing, getting people out, uh, you're not going to pitch. Um, once you get into pro ball, it's a little bit more development based and, you know, you'll see guys take, uh, you know, massive leaps in their first, first or second year of pro ball because all of a sudden it's not necessarily about results. It's about the process and, you know, the development side of those things. So, um, you know, for me, I was able to, you know, when I got injured in pro ball and, you know, in 2015 and 16, you know, I was really to, I was able to put my nose to the grindstone and just go to work on, uh, you know, um, my strength, uh, my delivery mechanics, all these things to where, you know, if I didn't have, uh, you know, that kind of, year and a half of where I was down, um, you know, I definitely wouldn't be the pitcher that I am today. Is that, yeah, I mean, you hear that story all the time. Is that like a blessing in disguise kind of? And and to have it happen at the point in your career, obviously you're, still, you're, you're, trying to, you're trying to catch on and you're trying to stay in an organization as long as you possibly can, but, um, you know, you, you got a little bit of comfort there. Like, is that a blessing in disguise that you could sort of take a step back, work on, some of the other stuff that maybe was getting ignored while you're just, like you said, trying to get guys out? Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think that happens multiple times throughout your career as well. You know, I'll never forget uh, playing with James Shields, um, you know, as a rookie in 2017 and 18. And, you know, the way that he talked about pitching and the way that he talked about the way his body was moving and biomechanics and all these certain kind of things that, you know, it was too advanced for me to understand at the time. Uh, but it was something that, you know, a year or two, a year or two later, all of a sudden I realized that all these, like, you know, these lights started flickering onto us. Like, okay, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, what he's talking about makes sense and able to kind of use like, you know, the information that he was able to, uh, information that he was able to kind of speak to, you know, just took me two years longer to fully understand it. So I think that there's blessings in disguise that people, you know, you pick and choose things from, uh, you know, from coaches, from teammates, from players, from old college coaches, from all these things that, you know, you pick and choose that you how to use it. But I think that, you know, throughout time, you start to use it more and more. Okay, so you just dropped a James Shields on this show, and I'm forever grateful for this because he, I, I always, and I'm a Royals fan, so, you know, I remember him, you know, and what he did for, for that organization when they were winning. Um, but what I remember about James Shields is his, like, mental – attitude his approach on the mound he looked like you know he had some back end of the bullpen stuff to him be just because of it, it looked like he was going to kill you when he was 
out there. Like, what did you was he? Do you consider him a mentor? I got to get more James Shields stories because I love James Shields. Oh no, Aaron, oh. you still with us? Oh no. Oh oh, there you are. Can you hear me now? Yeah yeah. Go uh, ahead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was a he was a veteran starter um, that had been to a World Series, had been through the block, thrown two hundred innings uh, on a team with a bunch bunch of young puppies, man. Yep. We were a bunch of young kids that, um, you know, we're trying to soak in as much as we could, uh, you know, and I think that one of my favorite things about Shields and, um, you know, he was a, uh, I don't, I can't think of a better term, but he was a heart and balls guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he went out there every time out there and, you know, if he didn't have his best stuff, you know, it was kind of towards the tail end of his career, but, you know, he was going out there with everything he could and, um, Doing making pitches. I mean, he was a guy who was making. I'll never forget in Boston. You know, he randomly decided that he was going to drop his arm spot and start throwing sidearm. <laughs> and I think he went out there and threw like you know six innings of three hit ball or something along those lines. He's like, man, I just you know I just extended my career by four more years <laughs> by being able to do this stuff. So you know, just having somebody you know in the clubhouse, it was great to share stories with. You know, great to sit down after a game talk shop with and things like that you know it was it was cool to uh it was cool for him to be like you know he was he was there for a lot of the young guys over there uh the viral aaron bummer clip from last year would have been like so if you go to aaron bummer and you do like the news section on google it's a bunch of pick it's a bunch of the clips of you getting a liner right back of your face in colorado last year um so i looked it up on the on baseball savant 104.2 off the bat right at your face and you somehow are still alive you've avoided death which is nice um so what do you like is there any time to process anything while 104.2 is coming back at your face no but i've told my wife this a handful of times i was glad that it was coming out of my head and not my body she thought it was crazy i um, i think the same thing man like if it goes if it goes a foot lower you're in deep trouble yeah, it's one of those things where it's, if it's a if it's a little bit lower, it comes straight at your body. Your natural reaction is to flinch and kind of move out of the way, but you can't really move. You're gonna duck or something. You find yourself find your way ducking into the ball compared to you know trying to catch it or something along those lines. I've worn, I think a handful of years ago, I wore one off the chest that I was like oh. trying to do the same thing. I was like, what the heck? I just wore it off the chest and just thud. And I was just like, okay, well that was insult to injury now because he's staying on first base too. <laughs> uh, but no, it's you know when a ball's hit that hard back at you, you just you just throw your glove up there. You hope that it goes in the glove, and just hope that it either glows in your glove or just doesn't go off your face. Essentially, yeah. And then and then afterwards, you finally get to process it. You're like, oh my god, I was really that was really close. Something really bad could have happened just then. Not just the guy getting on base, but like you know there there could have been some serious bodily harm here. Yeah. See me, I don't even think about that. I'm just like you know I didn't even think about the worst. In that scenario, I'm standing out there and it's like, all right, sweet, I just got one out. You don't <laughs> think about the worst case scenario of what could have happened. I love it, man. Uh, Aaron Barmer, former Husker. Um, you got any like great Ersty stories before we uh, before we let you go? I don't want to put you on the spot, but like when you think about your time with him at Nebraska, where do you go? No, I mean it was just awesome. You know, to be able to uh, you know to play for a guy like that. You know, he was the same kind of way. You know, he he coached. The, he coached the way that he uh, played, and I think that's the most important thing was that he was sitting out there, you know, he wanted grinders, he wanted, uh, you know, the dirt bags, he wanted all these things, and he wanted that's how he wanted you to pitch and play too. So, you know, honestly, it was just a blessing to be able to play for him. 
and uh, spend the spend the amount of time that we did, and uh, you know everything with that coaching staff. And you know I spent a decent amount of time with Will Bolt too, and you know got nothing but good things to say about those guys. And you know it's fun to see them, uh, you know, compete and you know start playing with the big boys. Aaron, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good luck this year. Can't wait to watch. Absolutely. See you guys. It's Aaron Bummer of the. Josh's Josh Odson's Atlanta Braves. Tell Ronnie I love him. We got to get some new phones with the Braves. Work on that next. They don't spend a lot of time talking on the phone. They spend a lot of time winning That's, games. Yeah, they talk. They do their talking on the diamond. That's right. Not on the phone. That's right. One hundred four point two. Right back at your grill. Right at you. You don't know what to do. Have you seen the? Have you? I I could because. You know, this just gave me an excuse to go on Baseball Savant this morning, which is <laughs> awesome. So I went back to this game August uh, August 20th last year, and there was that, you know, this is, exit velocity is the same everywhere, but um, 104.2 right at Aaron Bummer's face was the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh hardest hit ball in that game. Feels like it would be a little bit maybe higher off the list. Well, you know, the difference is um, the other ones kind of, you know, went over the fence uh, in three separate occasions. This one was right back at his teeth. Right back at him. <laughs> Just puts that glove up there. like. Ooh. He will always remember the name Alan Trejo. Nobody else will. <laughs> but Aaron Bummer will always remember the name Alan Trejo. I thought you were going to say Alan Trammell. And because like, no. Alan Trejo almost murdered him. <laughs> On the baseball field, I don't. Nick is a Rockies fan. He doesn't even know who Alan Trejo no. is. He doesn't know who Alan Trejo. It's deep is. cut Rockies reference. It's and, the only kind of Rockies coverage you'll get here and, on Connor Happer's show. And if I'm going to interject my uh, my personal opinion into the Aaron Bummer situation, mm-hmm. congratulations on getting out of the White Sox organization. Nice job by you. Feels like something you would want to do as quick as humanly possible, especially when you can go to the get a pretty sweet situation coming back, right? What a glow up. Um. He was a he was a good dude at Nebraska, um, and for me to like I I cannot sit here and tell you that I saw this of a you know this kind of professional career coming from him at the time. He was a he I mean he was a good weekend start. He developed really quickly into a weekend starter um, for Nebraska, and they had some pretty good players during that time too. Um, just didn't win enough games, and um, he's. I, I'm so interested in the mental aspect from pitchers. That's why I was super geeked out when he brought up James Shields. Because I always think of that dude as like the like he just said it. Hey, we're gonna dip down, throw a little different arm angle here, and maybe I'll extend my career by four years or something like that. Cause I don't got the, I don't got the you're you're in a constant state of trying to figure it out all the time. But when you're playing and you're playing up, you know, you're you're pitching in 30, 40, 50 games a year as a reliever and you're or you're making 30 starts, you have to get guys out at the same time like you can't mess around, right? So I have to get this guy out, but I also have to make myself a better player. It's so like it's it's really really difficult. Heart um, and balls. It's and sometimes it is just heart and balls. That's why I was like James Shields. Um so, thanks to Aaron for doing this. Josh, good get. Nailed it. We'll get some more players uh, coming around the bend as well as I ask them and live vicariously through their uh, weather situations. And did you know James Shields? We should just ask all the players <laughs> that we have on now. You ever run into James hey, you ever, Shields? Um, you ever talk to James Shields? I did once. <laughs>
I asked him about his changeup. Mike says Connor Happer loves James Shields. Connor Happer does indeed love James Shields. Walter White, you got me. <laughs> Josh has the odd news next on 1620 The Zone. The Connor Happer Show. Follow us on Twitter at Happer Show for all the latest news and views. We may even say something interesting once in a while. Unlikely. Really, guys? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.